Hey there, cats and kittens, and welcome to the inaugural Bang on the Strillers live podcast recording. So in this episode, we have Mike McLeish, the Artistic Director of the Melbourne Cabaret Festival, and this was recorded during the 2016 Melbourne Cabaret Festival. And as other guests, we also have Shannon Whitelock, Michelle Brazier, Astrid and Otto Rott, and Carlos Zaid. So I have a magnificent cavalcade of guests and myself hosting. And it was the first time that we've ever done a live recording. And the best that we could kind of come up with was to do a sort of a left and right channel recording. So there are some mic distortion issues and and I apologise for that. I I think that the quality of the show, however, very much trumps. Oh, my God, I said Trump. It's so horrible. It's such a good word. All my card games are ruined now because of that awful, awful man. But anyway... What I want you to do is I want you to try to imagine, if you're too young, you're going to have to do a bit of research into this, but if you're about my age, you will understand what I'm about to say as an analogy for the recording. Just imagine that you wanted to get a bootleg recording of the latest Muse concert, okay? And you've made friends with a guy who's probably called something like Craig or Mick, who is the assistant technical person on the desk at the festival hall, as we like to call it in Melbourne, Bestie Hall, and he's got a couple of RCA leads that are plugging straight into the sweetest mini disc available at that time. And he's recorded for you this fantastic concert that you couldn't get to yourself, or maybe you got to go to it and you wanted to find a way to relive the experience that didn't involve you holding up a smartphone that hadn't been invented yet and blocking the view and ruining the vibe of everybody else who was around you at the live concert. (laughs) I'm making a salient point. Anyway, if you can get into that headspace and you can feel the joy that was in the room at the time, then please forgive us a few of the technical hitches that we have because they are minor and get yourself steeped up to the groin in Bang on the Strillers Live 2016. Special guests, Carla Zaid, Mike McLeish, and Astrid and Otto. I will also have on stage with me Shannon Whitelock on piano and Michelle Brazier, who'll do whatever the fuck I tell her to do. She's also wearing disco pants, so I'm feeling quite old right now. So, could you please welcome to the stage like she's not already on the stage, your host for this evening who's really pissed off that she seemed to have contracted tuberculosis two weeks before her show's open, it's Geraldine Quinn! Hi guys, hi! That was wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It's amazing. Look, I thought, because it's a podcast, I'd dress down for you all. 
Um, welcome to Bang on the Strillers. It's the first time that I've attempted to do a live podcast. Uh, if any of you are not subscribers, the idea behind the podcast was originally I just wanted to kind of have a chat to people uh, who I liked and who I think are funny, whether they're from drag or burlesque or cabaret and that kind of thing. But that's because we often don't get interviewed by many podcasts unless they're serious art podcasts, <laughs> fartcasts. Um, and it's usually stand-up comedians and it's usually heterosexual male ones. So undervalued in this world. So I thought I'd rather kind of no offense, Mike. Um, I <laughs> I thought I thought I'd kind of like to talk to people who are still really funny and really interesting. And so I started just kind of lugging my equipment around to people's houses and hoping the room wasn't too bouncy and and praying that all the conversations that we have when we haven't got a microphone in our face are going to be as interesting. So I, I have a big thank you to every single guest who's actually come on the podcast prior to now. I'm up to number fifteen. I think. So we've had some really wonderful people on. There's a few more in the can already. So it's like maybe nearly 20 in the can still to edit. And then there's this. Uh, and, and that means that when all those go out, I've probably got a whole day of podcasts. You could stay in bed for a day and a night and just listen to us talk shit about sequins or something. I don't know. <laughs> but we talk about anything. We don't really mind. And so I thought, you know what? One of the things I want to do is I want to get people on the stage and I want to get people kind of chatting to each other and, and being together in a space. Because cabaret, as I said, can be very solitary. So uh, sometimes it's a really wonderful thing when we get to actually do bits and pieces with each other, you know, for a difference. And, and I, don't have, uh, you know, I don't have a job at the moment, so, um, so that's my job. I pretty much spent hours editing conversations that I had, interesting conversations I had with people in the past. Um, and, uh, and that's fine, you know, we're all different. <laughs> we're different. Everybody's different, it's cool, you know. Who is like, who's got a job? Anyone here? <laughs> Raise your hands. In, a, in an audio medium, raise your hands. Who, who's on Centrelink? Well, of course there's no one from Centrelink here apart from me because I <laughs> couldn't afford it. <laughs> I'm on Centrelink. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it. And it's fine. It's cool. Um, does anyone here have a job that they could give me? <laughs> no, because that, you know, they've changed the rules recently, so that, that technically counts as networking. <laughs> I couldn't do this on my own. I just couldn't. Not only because I need human beings around me to feel like a part of the real world, but also because I can't bend over in this dress. So not only do I have Shannon Whitelock on the piano, he really is there. But don't talk in the mic yet so that everyone who listens at home might go, oh, he's an imaginary pianist. Geraldine's much better at, at playing piano than she lets on. I'd like to welcome a, a, a glittery goon and a cohort onto the stage. Could you please put your hands together for Michelle Brazier? <laughs> I also cannot bend over. You can, that's, why did I hire somebody free. who also can't bend over? So the great thing about podcasts is it's, a, it's, um, it's not a visual medium. I just did a visual gag just now. Did you? It's, do it again, so do it again. It just went like this. It was like kind of flirty with someone. It went like this. <laughs> they loved it. Sucked in if you're at home listening. Yeah. 
sucked I think, in. I think we should do we should do like a whole series of visual gags just yeah. to this so is mainly dance to show if you're listening. Yeah. Sucked in. To show people I didn't know you could get your, your ankles so far behind your head while standing on one leg. I can. That's extraordinary. If only the audience could react to that in an appropriate look, way. Look audience, look what I can do. That's fantastic. Actually, I have a real one. Can yeah. I say real one? Yeah, sure. I put my whole fist inside my mouth. You want to see? Do you want to see? It's for free. Okay, I should. Shannon, play. Wait, I think I need to get my camera. Hang on. I've just. This is a social media Some moment. Fisting music. Are you ready? That's your next short and sweet cabaret, man. Hang on, wait. I think I should video this. You know, I cropped your elbow off and it looks really wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but any number of visual gags could happen. Make lots of noise for them because, and that wasn't just a tribute to Astrid Notto, <laughs> but because that means that people who, who do listen to this at home, because it's definitely going to work, are going to go, oh, fuck, I should have gone to the show. Also, we swear a lot. <laughs> I haven't said cunt yet, but it's coming up at some point. Are you ready for your, uh, your first guest this evening? Because I'm going to bring him up and we're actually going to kind of leave him alone a bit. Are you ready for that, Michelle? To leave the boy alone. I know, yeah. And we have to try not to pull focus. Okay. <laughs> Could you put your hands together and welcome our first guest, Carla Zaid. <laughs> Which one? The other good thing is we can edit shit out. <laughs> Keep that, though. I saw you again yesterday at Glick's Bakery in Carlisle Street. I really like kosher food too, so it's really not that much of a coincidence. I don't really understand orthodoxy. I mean, what I know about Judaism, you could write on the head of a pin. But what I really feel is that there's such love and care put into making that food. And you, you're so warm and thoughtful and busy and organised. Even though the only time I ever really see you is when you're ordering bagels or babka or what have you. You always charge straight out of the shop and right down the street so quickly that I don't think I'd even have time to pronounce your surname properly if I would ever speak to you. I'd just like to say hello one day and ask you a little bit about your world and ask you about your hair. It's like you can control it. Wait, you do control it. Your beauty framed in perfect symmetry. Your main aims to show you're off limits. But it don't do that to me. 
In dreams I see you rise and fall, but not a hair on your head ever comes free. It's not your hair, it's the hair that you wear. I know your real hair is under there somewhere, but on the surface it's the hair that you wear that's driving me spare. such an awesome immovable force like your faith and your husband of course I'll never own my obsession or cause your divorce but could I pluck a few strands from the root of the sauce I'll never really know why you wear it or if you have the right to choose but please don't change or rearrange the style it's just a mystery I can't refuse I don't want to know what lies beneath. You could be bald or have some nasty bruise. Oh, it's not your hair, it's the hair that you wear. I know your real hair's under there somewhere. But on the surface, it's the hair that you wear that's driving me spare. It's just my private cross to bear. I'll never touch you or touch it. blow up a plastic doll and imagine you there oh look she almost has your hair the hair that you wear was written by it was written by you. Oh, you did that so shyly, like a little boy who'd done a wee. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like the character. Like yeah. Slightly sus. Well, the next song that we want to do, though, is one that... This one's written by Karen... <laughs> you, you may go. You, you may go. Brace you. You may go. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was written by a one-time Melbourne um, person. Right. Not anymore. <laughs> Karen Mujniak. I think it's pronounced Karen Mujniaksni. Yes, yes, sure. I think you'll find. So this one's a little, another little tale from the, the suburban lands. It is indeed. It's one that's very close to my heart. <laughs> I haven't had therapy yet. I'm on Centrelink. <laughs> so. I think the costume work for this song in particular is fantastic. If you could just see this. It's 
strange to us, waving his penis at schoolgirls and senior citizens. Not to mention that bus full of nuns. But if you look close, you'll see his grand philosophy. Also, you'll see his cock. But once you're past the shock, you'll know who are truly the deviant one. Hey there, miss, just cop a look at this. It's wider than my wrist. Maybe you'd like a kiss. Safe in the middle class, we live behind our masks. Genitals packed away, living life day by day. Flashes it everywhere. It's not about the sex, it's just a form of expression. And he asks nothing in return. Hey, use fools on your way home from schools. Get off your bicycles. Check out my testicles. Nice job, Queenie, Shannon Whitelock. Good work. Good work from Karen. Nice day. I want you to stay. And I want Brazy to come back here in a disco pants. I have to give her a warning because um, it takes her a while. Because the thing is, like, as you can tell from Carlos's beautiful rendition there, you, you get quite a lot of music theatre work. I get some, yeah. yeah well, you get more than me. Um, <laughs> and and, and Brace, you, you get a fair bit of music theatre work as well, yeah? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, cool with that. But, but I just wanted you guys to maybe you know, help me out on something because I, 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 feel, I feel like... Um, as a composer, people often come up to me and like, oh, you should just write a musical. Because <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> it's like the easiest genre to write in independently while you're on Centrelink. Because it's not like it takes a band or a car. So I think that I just, <laughs> I thought maybe. <laughs> Sucked in at home dickheads. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun to edit. The thing about music theatre is I feel like I've actually cracked the format, not only as a songwriter, but definitely as a performer. So um, I just wanted you to hang around with me, Michelle, and hang around for this song, Carlos, because 
um, maybe you could have a little whisper in the ear of some of the people that you meet at the casting agencies and stuff and just like let them know <laughs> this amazing talent that's right in front of their eyes. I mean, I know they look at me and they go, oh, you've just kind of fallen. You've just, you're right in that little tiny sliver of unemployability as a woman in music theatre. You know, that tiny, a little gap between turning 24 and turning 55. That <laughs> tiny little gap. But, but I think with my next song, I can change their minds. Look at me standing in the chorus line. Look at me, can you see my talent shine? I belong on the stage and I can play any age. I'm the perfect triple threat. Look at me, I make strides and look like shit. Hey, my name's Geraldine Quinn. My actor's equity number is 30004. I like trained for three years as an actor and I do studio twice a week. Um, I can ride a horse and I can fence and, and I haven't eaten since 2014. <laughs> Performing's in my bloodstream. My accent is so strong. I sound like I came from a suburb in Maine, but I was born in Wollongong. eight months.
Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much, Carla Saeed! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, this is the bit of the show where I have to let you do a song. Ha <laughs> 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 All right, uh, okay, I'm reluctantly going to leave the stage. <laughs> No, 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 I'm not reluctantly at all. I think Michelle's very talented, very talented at all. Um, very talented, indeed. She's one of the most, she's so talented. Just, I, I really love what, what she does. And um, <laughs> if I hug her hard enough, I can deface her with sequins. <laughs> and, and she's gonna be doing a, <laughs> she's gonna be doing a song. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm gonna give you center stage. Check that shit out. Don't I, need, say, I need that. I yeah, no, that's going over here. <laughs> no, no, it's coming. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm really supportive of younger musicians. Um, and uh, Michelle Brazier, I would like you to sing, and I'd like you to soar, and you're gonna do it with a song written by Mr. Shannon Whitelock. And you can talk before this if you want. Do you want to say a thing, Shannon? Shannon doesn't want to say anything. Um, this is a song. Uh, do you want, you want me to say what it's called, or does that give it away? I kind of give. For fuck's sake! I kind of give it away. I know where the press. I know where the press studs are on this fucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hello. This is a song that Shannon wrote. Um, so uh, it has um, uh, Shannon. If anyone doesn't know Shannon Whitelock, he's an extraordinary composer. Um, and as a result, this song has uh, 46 key changes. Um, and I, I have never sung it before. Go. <laughs> There's a boy in the corner. Radio, not TV. He orders a long macchiato, then asks the waitress how she'll make it. That shit, you can't fake it. Forgive him and we get pie. And at least he's not from Canberra. And at least his name's not Wayne. We share a love of music, everything but Shania Twain.
guess again that's not what I'm hearing. Of course it was too good to last. The noise from the lounge room, I've got a feeling it sounds an awful lot like I did all the key changes. You did all the key, all 46 key changes. <laughs> Do you know what's going to happen now? What is it, Geraldine Quinn? We're going to bring on another guest. Okay, can I stay? You have to stay. Okay. Because I'm not singing the next song on my own. Oh, great. Okay. I know what, I know what comes next. So before we bring on our next guest, I, I need the lovely and mute Shannon Whitelock over on the piano to, uh, to give me some suitably dramatic entrance rumblings. Could you do that? Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, anyone, what, I don't really mind what you identify as in your gender. We're all humans and deserve respect. Possibly fucked up this intro. Could you all please go an appropriate level? 
of crazy and welcome to you can stop that now and welcome to the stage the artistic director of the cabaret festival mike Sit on the Mike. ground cross-legged, that would be very cute. You can no, let him stay up. He's, he's my age, his knees are gonna oh. be bad. Alright. You ready? One, two, three. The first time we heard you received your promotion. Coincided with us recognizing our true devotion. Some people never give a First of all, I would like to commend uh, all the performers tonight for memorising all the material. I think that's a really fantastic <laughs> effort. Um, and now I'd just like to prepare mentally for what I'm about to do. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned I don't particularly like about cabarets, is there's, there's too much fucking music in it. So this evening I'll be performing a spoken word piece. But so as not to uh, offend the, um, the lovers of traditional cabaret, I'm going to do what a lot of singers ask of talented musicians, and that's just to make some shit up <laughs> underneath what I'm about to say. I'll give you some context. Um, 
So my eldest daughter uh, is 12 now. Uh, boobs and pubes. <laughs> it's worth exactly those two responses. <laughs> one just, oh, just, oh, and one, <laughs> yes! Uh, I've become accustomed to her asking for playdates over the years, you know. Hey, can I go on a playdate with Maddie? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, can I go on a playdate with, with Naomi? Of course you can. Can I go on a playdate? And um, last week she said, oh, Dad, um, I wanted to meet a friend of mine uh, at Yochi, which is a frozen yogurt phenomenon just out the road from Glick's Bakery. Um, and I said, yeah, yeah, who are you going with? Jacob. Okay, is that like a Princess Michael type <laughs> Jacob? Is this... No, he's a boy. It's a boy. Now, she goes to an all-girls school now, so I didn't quite know how to come at this information. Um, but it did make me think about... Because make no mistake, I quashed that shit. <laughs> Quick smart. That did not happen. And I tracked down Jacob and systematically destroyed his life. So he's not going to be on the scene. But it did make me think about, I have to start dealing with the fact that my daughters are going to start going on dates with other people that I don't necessarily want them to be with, particularly people that have the motive behind most dates in the back of their mind and the front of their pants. So what I've done is, is I've created the ideal scenario for the young man that comes to take my daughter on her first date. And um, this evening, the role of this young man will be played by me. So as you can tell, Shannon, this is just complete fantasy <laughs> is what we're, what we're going for here. So anything that you can lend is fine, even if it's just one note over and over again. <laughs> is beyond perfect. <laughs> I will come to your door dressed appropriately, sensible enough to appease your folks, but still cool enough to remind them of someone they once wanted to be. I will shake your father's hand, firm enough to demonstrate the man that I am, but not so firm as if to try and prove that I am a man while I look in his eyes and say silently, don't you worry, sir, she'll be safe with me. But he's not yet ready to trust me, and why the hell should he? He was once a boy my age, so although we're on the same page, there is nothing there that he wants to read. I'll give you a night filled with laughter and smiles and good food and great conversation. I'll tell you of my ideas for sustainable living and my volunteer work in animal conservation. I'll offer to pay and you'll say, oh, let's split it. And I will graciously accept. On the condition that you let me tip the waiter generously because he was really attentive and made that really good joke about quinoa. <laughs> and you'll be home by 9.45 because your dad said be back by 10 if you like being alive. A joke laced with obvious truth, which I took in my stride. And on your doorstep I will stand. I'll ring the bell and then again I will... I will take your hand because I want to show your father a gentle sign that I might be someone who might mean something to you. 
And he'll answer the door and his eyes will fall instantly onto fingers intertwined, his daughter's and mine. And then he'll look at me. And I'll look straight back at him. He'll ask how the night was and you'll say, great, a little too emphatically. (laughs) Making his eye twitch ever so slightly. And he'll tell that story on the day that we're wed. About that first date when I brought you home at quarter to dead. And our friends and family will laugh at his dad joke, but none will laugh louder than me because we're friends now. Your dad and me. He taught me carpentry, I taught him to fly. Because while I was building a grassroots sustainability foundation dedicated to providing affordable urban housing to refugees, I also got my pilot's licence. <laughs> But then one day you'll be saying the unthinkable and my phone will be breaking up as my car is breaking down and I'll be breaking down as you're breaking up with me. And when you leave me for that other guy, it's your father who will call me and start to cry. And that'll break my heart in three One piece for you, one piece for him, and I'll keep the last little piece for me. And I'll know you're not coming back, and I'll know that it's over. I'll be sad like a sack and blue as Grover, but... Even though our love has come to an end, at least I still have your father. My friend. It's a lovely thought, isn't it? Wouldn't that just be the best? Whereas really, I'm just going to answer the door and see behind his eyes, I'm going to get her tits. And you know it. And you can't do anything about it, old man. I'm not going to let you leave this stage without doing one song with me, though. Sure. Yeah. Poor GQ battling on. Through, I mean, it's not tuberculosis. She's prone to exaggeration, but she's not well. And I think that deserves a round of applause. Okay, the way I phrased that... Didn't get the response I was expecting. Yeah. Yay, she's sick. Thanks for going with me on it anyway. They're a willing crowd. Just pay my medical bills. It'd be good. Um, So, yeah. I'm not Donald Trump. I done wrong? You're borrowing my guitar and you're complaining about my guitar. Oh, it's a jacket. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, my McLeish is like totally stripping now. Mm. That's the response you get. <laughs> I've known you for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen me nude, you know, uh, so much. I'm really sorry about all that. That's fine. It was just one night. We moved past it. This is another edit point. I can still taste that kebab, though. <laughs> to do a song with Mike and um, and he did it. Your, your show, was it last year in the Melbourne Cabaret Festival? Sure. Was um, was Message to My Girls. Correct. And it was wonderful and full of your excellent original songwriting. Um, <coughs> we're going to do one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was just more that I said, I, I just wrote this and it's in my new show and, and you seem to like it. 
So I love it. I really love it. I so mean, I'm a big fan of your writing at the best of times I and the worst of times. <laughs> I wasn't fishing. It's like that. Wow. Was that just because I wrote you a whole song that got managed to get a rhyme about harpsichords and Mongol hordes and Labradors? Yeah, Mongol hordes yeah, was good. the one that really got me. This is a song that I've written for my new show, Fox Ponsing, and I, I kind of realised that people in our genre, and we're a bit funny, we kind of sit in that weird, not quite pop, not quite rock, kind of cabaret, but not quite that either genre. And You I, just said nothing with lots of words. I did, I did. And it got me to thinking yeah. that pop songwriters get away with murder. That is too true. Like with lyrics? Holy fuck shit balls. They get away with anything. I heard one today. Can I tell you one? Please. Because I was thinking about this after we rehearsed this song today. So my eldest daughter is a bit of a fan of Alicia Keys. Oh so God. she was listening to um, uh, Let's Hear It For New York. And now I'm, I'm a, sure, Alicia Keys, yeah, sure. But one of her lyrics in that goes a little something like, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. That's correct. <laughs> Except it's really not correct. <laughs> It is a correct journalistic reporting of the actual lyric. And yeah, we've spent all this time trying to kind of fit jokes into stuff and you get all this shit from like stand-up sometimes and go, oh, oh, I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine said, oh yeah, you've got your five-string clap machine. It's like, my guitar has six strings, but I know what you're <laughs> going for. This one's got 12, you'd probably say it's 11. But you know, we get a bit of stick and I thought that's not really fair because we try to write these things and make them rhyme. And catchy. That's bullshit. So I write a song about it, like everything that makes me angry. But D, D, ho. Sometimes when I'm reading a pop singer's lyrics, I can't fathom why fame has depleted their grasp of English. There must be an unwritten rule to forget every grammar class you took in school because of it don't make sense, but then love does not make sense. It's just a chemical imbalance that makes people want to live or die. And if language is what separates us from the chimps and the alligators, then love songs. What's the story with love songs? Love songs. What's the story? Fool of you and I, and if we're the paramount. 
your artistic director of the Melbourne Cabaret Festival for 2016, Mike McLeish. <laughs> Keep that round of applause going. All the way from Germany, welcome to the stage, Astrid and Otto. All right, everyone. I should get my guitar, huh? Are you okay? Yes. Uh, so um, we are going to play one of our songs, uh, just with us. Did you break something? That's a music stand. Yeah, it's for my beer now. Yeah, but this festival is a classy festival. Yeah, I didn't want to put it on the floor. I thought I'd make a little, little table, occasional table. I'm trying to be classy. Okay, so there's two songs. Um, we're going to play one song that um, we just do the two of us, Astrid and I, and um, then we're going to, uh, everyone is going to help with the last song. I'll just get me guitar. Yes, uh, actually it was interesting before, Geraldine, when you were talking about rhyming and things, because this first song has a lot of uh, rhymes that Otto and I had a lot of fun making up. And uh, normally we do this song, Otto is on electric guitar and I am crashing on the drums, uh, but tonight just acoustic. Uh, but we thought... Mm, what's... <laughs> it, it was working really... Now I can't... It, it's just, oh, Shannon's being such a great roadie. <laughs> sort the of. The classiest roadie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, anyway, as I was saying, um, yeah, we thought it'd be really fun. Like, we all do the first few rhymes, and you get the hang of it, and you go, ooh, I want to join in, and then you get to guess the next one. How much fun is that? Yeah, it's a story, but it has rhymes in it. So yeah, it's like a song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um... It's an uplifting song, isn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. but it starts off and it's dark times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we should do it and then people will <laughs> hear it. Okay. Um, uh, this song uh, I'd like to dedicate uh, to this lady in the front. Um, because, no, you uh, can't yeah. dedicate to her. Why no. would you do that? Because when I came out of the door just up the back, uh, she was there and I scared her. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why. Did she scream? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> no? Was it a nice scream? <laughs> Not an ice cream, a nice scream, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, now for the chit chat. Let's do the song. Ready? He's running late for his job after school. Burger store, dinosaur, flipping the meat. If you're cool Herbivore, dinosaur Counting the minutes Watching the clock Knows the score Dinosaur, nothing ever changes Here in Little Rock This is the one you get to guess Arkansas 
Yeah, Arkansas, Arkansas dinosaur. dinosaur. Look at his mind. He's interesting. Look at his eyes. He's mysterious. Why can't you see this is not me? You have to believe I'm more than a burger store dinosaur. Is always picking a fight. <laughs> Anyone? Dinosaur. Yeah, it will be something. Dinosaur. And then dinosaur. dinosaur. Just, just do it. Just do it. Antivore no, dinosaur. On the floor, dinosaur. Is it? Yes. Oh. I did the next one. You did the next one. Now oh. they know it. You can sing along. Okay, start from the beginning of that bit, okay. Otto. This is a long podcast. His boss's mean he's always picking a fight. On the floor, dinosaur. He knows karate, but it wouldn't be right. The bag was bursting when he took out the trash. Dirty char, dinosaur, over his body, meat juice go splash. Poor dinosaur, look at his mind, he's thinking. Look at his eyes, he's curious. Why can't you see this is not me? You have to believe I'm more than a burger star dinosaur. It's a whole new start. Lives next door. Dinosaur. They will never get it. No, I was pretty sure that no, someone. I don't think they would get it. They're pretty smart. No, I've lost confidence. <laughs> okay. You can what do about the, the next you two? You can do the next two. Okay. <laughs> I lost my place. Start from the beginning. Okay. okay. The Not whole the song? No, no, no. He went to Spain. Oh. One, two, three, four. He went to Spain. Got a whole dude. It's, it's out of context yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's really hard to just jump in, isn't yeah. it? I'm not even trying. I just stopped. Going on a popper and it's a whole new store. Live next door. Dinosaur. Um, I got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two, okay. Fucked up the courage as a girl on a date. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. 
Is okay, someone knows too much. <laughs> someone is very familiar with was, our material. Was that the same as this, was that the same Salvador person? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> mm, clever. Have you ever seen us play before? Uh, in Edinburgh, yeah. Oh, in Edinburgh. Uh, wow, good memory. That yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Even I can't remember. Keith, okay, there's just one more. We could just get to it. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, Paramore, dinosaur. <laughs> Help me find a place. Oh, yeah. Oh, what are we up to? Don't know. This remembers the rhymes. Okay. She said, I know it. Okay, yeah. two, three, four. <laughs> she said, you're green and cute and that will be great. See, senor dinosaur, look at his mind. He's interesting. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> I just, because there's a key change. Yeah. Not as many she as just Shannon. She 54. We only have one. Yeah, that's true. Just one yes. key change. Yes. From the chorus? Maybe we should have a notebook. <laughs> yeah, we're the only ones who don't have a notebook, and yeah. we can't even do it. No. It's because we're stopping and starting. Yeah, that's true. It was a true. bad idea. Should just do the song. OK. <laughs> Mike McLeish just said, dinosaur. find the chord dinosaur. Yeah. Two, three, four. Look at his mind. He's interesting. You're singing my note. Look at his eyes. Mysterious. Come on, join in. Why can't you see this is not me? You have to believe I won't get off my note. In a dinosaur, dinosaur. Shouting, there goes that dinosaur, dinosaur. Danke, Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Kind of like a. a, a, a yeah. yeah. Geraldine just took all her clothes off. That is actually why they're clapping. But uh, anyway, we never done the song that like that before. And and we vote again. <laughs> uh, um, we could do another song, but it would be really cool if uh, if everyone wants to come up and play with us. Not you, but like people who know things, how to do it. <laughs> Michelle is crawling. She's okay. Dinosaur. <laughs> Does anyone else want to get up on the stage? Good. Okay. Okay, so this song is called Astrid's Drinking Song. Yes, and a lot of fun. And uh, has very e easy words again. Uh, and so uh, we will sing them so it's easy for you. You don't have to guess. Uh, but you all have to join in in the chorus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it's a drinking song. Yes. So in the chorus, you sing along with all the words. And then in the verses, you just be quiet. Yeah. Because the chorus is happy, but the verses are sad. And yeah, this I, is I have explained. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we say drinking, it doesn't necessarily mean alcohol. Like, you might want, a, like, a mineral water. No, it does mean ap alcohol, because it's called Astrid's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it might like an apple juice. 
Or you might like to put the apple juice together with the mineral water, make an apple shawla. You yes, know, you that can, would yeah. be Otto's drinking song. <laughs> Yes. Oh, you, you can go like this with your arms, too. Yeah. Standing up during chorus? What? You could stand up. As you want them to stand up in the chorus? Yeah, okay, do you want yes. To do that? You have to stand up in the chorus, go and like that with your arms, and then the verses, you sit down and be quiet. And if you are listening to this while you're driving in your car, please don't stand up in the chorus. That, um, maybe pull over and um, just do this to the side of the freeway in the lane, but not in the lane where, you know, the ambulance people. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I follow, I lead. <laughs> do it again. Sorry, Shannon is looking too. Everyone is looking at you. Yes, but I didn't start a play. Okay. The game of life can be hard for all of us. Just living each day, knowing who to trust. But I'll teach you this song, and you can all sing along. Go like this with your arms as well. Because tomorrow, you might be stabbed, get cancer, pushed off a cliff, or even hit by a bus. Everybody standing up. <laughs> I can't see you. So, drink, drink, drink while you can. Leave all your troubles in. Stripper Cogina from Italy who jumped out of cakes in the nude quite athletically. One night while the party was waiting, inside she was suffocating. The chef had iced her in a little too and Susie Astically. So, drink, drink, drink while you can. Leave all your troubles behind. Don't be pains in the asses. Let's fill up our glasses. You'll be dead for a very long time. I knew if I eat her from Bavaria. His name was Fritz. He liked to breathe his hot breath on my ass and tits. But at the circus one evening, his launch kept repeating. And he blew his beautiful tattooed body to be. Oh, 
had a cousin, elephant keeper, was his occupation. His animal suffered from extreme constipation. He gave him 60 liters of prune juice. He looked behind, but Dumbo let loose. And he was buried alive under his bowel evacuation. So, if you want. Now, when I first started to do the live shows, one thing I wanted to make absolutely clear is I needed a YTT kind of an ending, yeah? So, so I would like to thank very much the Melbourne Cabaret Festival for putting on a show that they probably weren't entirely sure what it was, but let's be fair, neither did we. <laughs> that would be clapping there, yep. <laughs> And Vicky and Tom up the back end, the other Tom. Tom and the other Tom. So, um, so thank you guys. Thank you all for coming. Thank all 500 of you that are here. Yeah. Oh my God, those guys who didn't come to the live show missed out. So I just wanted to finish up with a little thank you song for all you guys. Um, there's no pressure for my guests on the stage, but if they want to wave endlessly for five to six minutes, that's... I'm not going to argue. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our little play of what is broadly termed cabaret. Every show I produce, I say to myself, never again. But I'm so stuff we omitted when you're safely tucked up in your bed 
with all our songs rattling through your head. If it's driving you mad, imagine being us instead. Almost every song to which you sing along came out of a brain that can be pretty wrong. But you love it, don't you? You'll come back, won't you? If the words are patchy, at least the tune is catchy. Just by making your way through the doors, you've made us your benevolent cause. So can I say thank you to all of the people I have on the stage? Shannon Whitelock on piano. Michelle Brazier. Four nights. You can go see them and then you can come and see me at 9.45 across the road on Thursday. Didn't receive as much of an enthusiasm. Once again, thank you to the Melbourne Cabaret Festival. Thank you to all of you for coming and making so much amazing noise. It's very difficult not to quote Astrid and Otto by saying, God, you made some amazing noise, Melbourne. This has been a very big venture and a special one and I'm really grateful for all the people that could come along and perform with me and be idiots because I really only hang around with idiots. But you love it, don't you? You come back, won't you? If the words are patchy, at least the tune is catchy just by making your your benevolent cause and if anything you hear gives you pause remember there are problems not yours there are problems not yours life's pretty dull That's your cue for applause. show. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> and now we have to awkwardly file off the stage. Do you want to press play on one of the songs from my new album that's available in the foyer? Oh, whoops. You're not ready? Oh dear, it's a quiet one. Okay, shit. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Go to Just Drunk Enough. Because I'm going to get a fucking drink after this. Oh my God. 
Am I the only one who's left now? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one more time for Geraldine Quinn.